Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Zach Mason. I'm your host, of course, Zach Mason. And let's uh, just jump right into this, y'all. I'm really ready to talk about what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to introduce this with a question today. It's just something I never thought about that God highlighted to me. The direct revelation, I have never heard anything like this or seen this before until this day. And I think that this is the key to unlocking our potential. It's the key to never being held back by thoughts ever again. It's the key to never allowing our minds to get off of God ever again. I think this is the key to literally rewriting and reprogramming how we think and keep us from allowing any old thought to just come into our head and bother us, no matter who sends it. This message today is really going to deliver help and strengthen all of us, including me. So I'm just ready to do it. I'm ready to get into it. So without further ado, let's jump right on in. And as always, let's be real. Have you ever considered what you consider? Have you ever considered what you consider? So allow me to set this scene for you, right? So we can connect all the dots in context. We will be reading what happens after the miracle where Jesus feeds around 5,000 with two fish and five loaves, a very familiar passage. But if you've never heard of it, okay, if you've never heard of it before, this is the Zach Mason summary. The disciples are coming back to Jesus after Jesus sent them out two by two and they preach that men should repent and they cast out devils and heal many of the sick by anointing them with oil. So Jesus Um, They're telling Jesus all that they had done and taught. Jesus says, let's go and rest. Side note, if the disciples had to rest, the ones who were obedient and righteous and and powerful and doing all these great things for God, so do you. Don't let your assignment or your work turn you into a target. I heard a man of God say that halt is when a man sins, when a man is hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. If your rest isn't proper, you will be tired and you create a space for the devil to tempt you and come for you. I know the world says, you know, grind and, you know, you can sleep later and you don't have to sleep and all that stuff. But it's important that you get your rest. Jesus said rest. You should get rest. But I digress. That's another podcast for another time. So, yeah, um, as they were all departing together to rest, the people saw them departing and decided to follow them. So then the Bible says in verse 34 that Jesus, when he came out, saw all the people and was moved with compassion towards them because they were as sheep, not having a shepherd. And so he began to teach them many things. So it started to get late. I mean, it's been a long day of traveling and teaching. The disciples are like, Jesus, send them away so that they can eat. Jesus says, nah, y'all give them something to eat. And the disciples are like, sir, uh, are you telling us to go spend our money to buy all these people bread to eat? So Jesus says for them to go and see how many loaves that they got. Right. The disciples say they have five loaves and two fish. Then Jesus gives them instructions to how to group the people. He blesses the food, breaks it and feeds and satisfies all of what the Bible says was around 5000 people. So that brings us to our passage, starting at verse forty five. Mark 6 verse 45 and straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethesda while he sent the people away and when he had sent them away he departed into a mountain to pray and when even was come the ship was in the midst of the sea and he alone on the land 
and he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. Verse 49. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, and cried out. For they all saw him, and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them, and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them, into the ship, and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure, and wondered. And this is verse 52, which is going to contain our keyword. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. So we're going to focus on that word considered there in verse 52, because it says that they didn't consider the miracle of the loaves. Considered there in the original text means to put together, right? To join facts or ideas into a comprehensive interlocking whole. It means to arrive at a summary or final understanding complete with life applications. Hardened there in that same scripture means insensible, dull, unreceptive, completely lacking sensitivity or spiritual perception. The Bible says that all this fear got to them because they didn't consider the miracle of the loaves and their hearts were hardened. So here we learn that what you consider can affect or even change the condition of your heart. If they would have considered what Jesus did for all those people, how compassionate Jesus was just to feed all those people by way of miracle, the way that Jesus had given them instructions and then provided what was needed. If they would have considered Jesus doesn't send the people who love him and that he loves and that follow him away to fend for themselves in all of the great things that that miracle of the two fish and five loaves could have shown them or taught them about Jesus. They would know that Jesus wouldn't tell them to go ahead of him without making sure they made it through. They would have known that Jesus would never leave them alone in a storm or when the winds are going against them. They would have known and been so filled with faith that they would have been able to perceive that who they saw coming to them on the water was Jesus and not a ghost. However, since they didn't consider these things, since they didn't properly join together all these facts and instead considered all the wind that was blowing towards them, that they were lonely, that they don't know where Jesus is and that they don't know what is out there walking on water to them. They became fearful and their hearts were hardened, which again means that they lacked the sensitivity necessary to perceive the spiritual matters, which in this case was who was walking on the water towards them. And so this is important because the question to ask ourselves is this. Have we ever considered what we consider? What's the first thing you consider whenever God speaks to you or tells you to do something? What's the first thing you consider when you look at yourself, when you look at your life, when you start trying to change a habit? Like what is the first what are the things that you consider? Like I would encourage you to even press pause and like write down something or area of your life, write down where you are in a certain area or something you struggle with and say, what do I consider about this? And I guarantee you, you will see that what you have considered is the main reason why you are where you are. What you consider shows you how you got to that end result. You get to the end result because of what you consider, because considering is putting facts together, it's putting information together to get to a conclusion, right? And so what we end up doing is we end up putting the wrong things together. We put together lies, we put together uh, doubts, we put together all the wrong ideas and we get to the wrong conclusion. 
consideration is meant to give you direction. Like consideration is always going to give you direction. And I can prove this because in the Bible, if it's a very familiar story, if you don't know, um, it's the story of Job, right? And if you go to Job 1, verse 6 through 8, you see right here, and now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Verse 7, and the Lord said unto Satan, whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down it. And then in verse eight, the Lord said unto Satan, hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and sheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, doth Job fear God for not? And if you keep reading, that's when he keeps just talking about Job. Like he started to consider Job because God told him to. Right here, God used the tool of consideration to give the devil direction. <laughs> it's crazy, right? You have to understand it says right here, Satan was just to and fro on the earth and walking up and down it like he didn't. He was just walking around like he, he didn't really have no target at the time. He didn't really have no focus. And what did God do? Told him what to consider. And because of what God told him to consider, he came to a conclusion. He came to where his next thing was going to be. So God used consideration to give him direction for God's will to be done. It's crazy how God is just so good like that. I want you to know that too. Consideration is going to guide you somewhere. What you consider is going to direct you. When you see a situation in your life, honestly, what's, what do you normally consider? You normally consider how, oh my goodness, I don't know how this is. Gonna, I don't know how God's going to do this. I don't know how this is going to happen. What if I lose my house? What if somebody gets hurt? Or what if I don't have this? What if I don't have that? You think about all these negative things. You consider all the negative outcomes. You consider every imagination. You consider every possible thing that could happen when 95% of those things can never even actually happen. It's crazy what we do with our minds and with our thoughts. Consideration is so important in our lives that we need to start looking at that. We need to start identifying in ourselves and in our lives what we're considering at the drop of a dime. And I want to talk about the difference between thinking and consideration because they're so closely tied together. They're, they're, they're almost synonymous, but I want to really break this down as thinking because I know there are times where we are We say, well, I've been trying to think positive, you know, I'm trying to do better with my thinking, you know, I'm trying to remain positive, but it's so hard. It's like, okay, you are thinking about God and you are thinking about good things, but you're still considering all these negative outcomes. You still consider what if this, what if that? So at the end of the day, even if you are thinking the right way, your consideration being off can alter where those thoughts go or can alter the effectiveness of those thoughts. I want to think of it like math. Thinking is like the calculating. Thinking is the operation part. Consideration is the pieces on the inside or the variables, the factors. I'm thinking about, let me give an example. I'm thinking about my phone bill. I can't pay my phone bill. That's what I'm thinking about. So I'm thinking about how my phone bill is going to be paid. I start to consider, well, I'm not getting paid for another three weeks. I just asked to borrow money from my brother last time. I'm never going to ask mom and dad for no money. I could go hustle for this, but then I probably end up sending or selling something that I shouldn't be selling. You just go down all of these things and all of these things that you're mentioning are what you're considering, right? 
So these things that you're considering is affecting your original thought. Your original thought is how I'm going to get this phone bill paid. But now you see that you're considering all these different parts. So I want to think of consideration as the parts, what goes into your thinking. And so it's important that we don't just try to think better and try to think positive, but that we try and that we really make it our effort, our concerned effort to consider the right things. Because if you don't consider the right things, you're always going to end up going in the wrong direction. So it's important for us to consider God in all things. Consider what God has done before. Consider God's word. Consider what God says about you. Consider who God is to and through you. You have to make sure that your consideration stays focused on God. Look at every situation that you've ever been through. Look at everything you're going through now. Look at everything that you're dealing with now. Are you considering God? Are you considering who he is? Are you considering what he's done before? Are you considering who he is to you? If you're not considering these things, if you aren't considering that God is going to provide for you, if you aren't considering that there's no reason to fear, but you're considering that I'm uncomfortable, you're considering that I don't have much time, you're considering, oh, what does someone else think? Or what will somebody else think of me? Or what will somebody else say? You're going to keep feeling that pressure. You're going to keep feeling that fear. You're going to embrace that worry because you're considering the wrong things. So if you feel that pressure or that fear and that stress and that anxiety in your life, when you think about the situation that you're going through, you need to take a deep breath and ask yourself right in that moment, what am I considering right now? Change what you consider. If you change what you consider, you will change the direction you're going in. You can change the direction you're going in. You can shift your thoughts. You can empower your thoughts with what you consider. So consider the right things every moment. It's going to be a moment by moment thing until we get it. So let's just go moment by moment and think in those tough moments. What am I considering right now? Consideration goes so deep. Consideration is in everything that we do. I mean, even when you pray, think about it. What do you consider when you pray? How much time I've been here? How long it's taking? What's going on in the outside world? What text I'm missing out on? What call I could be making? How I promised my boo that we would go do this or go do that. What do you consider before you or while you're praying? And think about the effect that it's having on your prayer time. What if you went into prayer only considering that I'm about to have a great time with Jesus? What if you only considered I'm going to give him everything I got? What if you only considered I'm not going to put a time limit on it because I know Jesus. I just want you to work in me. I just want to be intimate with you. Like, don't you think? That your prayer life would change? Don't you think that what could come to you wouldn't stop you? Don't you think that you would be able to be more intimate with Christ? What you consider is that powerful and is that important? I want you to think about the fact that everything that you consider will determine the condition of your heart, which will dictate not only your thoughts, but also what you're sensitive to. We read, for they consider not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. So you don't want your heart to be hardened because you're considering all the wrong things. Then you won't be able to perceive what God's will is. You won't be able to know anything spiritual about a natural situation until you start considering the right things. You have to be able to consider God and consider his word above all else. That is how you conquer these things. It's by changing what you consider. You have to because what you consider affects every area of your life. So always consider what God has done in your life and remember that he gave you the instruction or the impulse or however he leads you, that he will personally provide whatever is needed exactly when that need arises and that he always shows up when you're doing his will and are a true follower of his. You have to consider him. Consider him like that. If you consider God in everything that you do and everything that you say and everything that you think, if you consider God to that extent, that would keep your heart warm and sensitive to the Holy Spirit. If all you have is an instruction from God, that's all you need. 
We saw it with him feeding the 5,000. We saw it just now with him telling the disciples to go. And then they got into the storm and how Jesus walked on the water to them, was walking on the water and they were afraid and he still comforted them. And he got into the boat with them and everything. Jesus is not going to give you an instruction or tell you something to do without being there for you. He's not going to let you be alone in a storm. He's not going to allow you to go lacking. He's not going to allow you to be to just be without him. If you keep your mind focused on him, if you keep considering him, if you don't let a moment in life go by without considering God, if you make that your heart's desire, if you make that the focus of your mind every single day, think about where you would be if with every decision you thought about God, what do you want me to do? God, is this something that you approve of? God, is this something that you would be happy or pleased with me about? Is this something that you want me to do, God? If you considered him in every decision, if you considered him in every area of your life at every moment, how could we fall? How could we mess up? How could our minds be all over the place? How could we be stressed? How could we be worried? We'd have a wonderful relationship with God and that would keep us talking to him. That would help you grow your relationship because you would be required to talk to him. When you consider somebody like that, you want to talk to them more. The more you consider somebody, the more you want to talk to them, right? Because it affects your heart. Consideration is a heart thing. It's a heart thing. It's a heart thing. It's a decision-making thing. So stop considering all of the wrong things because that is what's gotten you here in the first place. It's time to change your mind. How do you change your mind? Here's a good way to change your mind. Here's the first step. I'm probably going to do another one on this later. How to change your minds? Change what you consider. Change what you consider when you think about things. Work on that fix that. I'm not going to do another one this week. I want this one to be the one that we focus on because I'm going to have to spend time with this, y'all. We got to change what we consider because that is affecting our entire life. That's affecting our thought process. Everyone does this. There's no one who's exempt from this. Everyone considers something when they make a decision. Everyone has considerations. Everybody is going the direction they're going in because of what they considered. You're not doing something because you've considered all the wrong things or you're doing something because you've considered the right things. So stop considering all this stuff like I'm inadequate, I don't have value to add to anybody. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough money. There's nothing that I'm here to do. Maybe I should take myself out. I hear that. I hear that. Please don't think. Don't consider that. Don't consider, is there an easier way to do this? Oh, this is so hard. This Christian walk is so hard. This is so difficult. Oh, the people are saying that I should leave. Oh, people are saying that I should do this. Don't consider all of those things. Consider God. Commit your mind and commit your life to considering God and to considering Jesus and to considering your relationship with him. In every decision that you make and you will see a different level of freedom, different level of energy come to you, through you and all around you. So I hope this helped you in some way. I hope this blessed you. Share this would rate this podcast as well. Be blessed, y'all. Just be blessed, y'all. Super excited about what's to come. And I just pray even now that as you change what you consider, you will literally experience the true presence of God. You'll go closer to God than you've ever been. And you'll see yourself being able to think about God, being able to pray longer, being able to enjoy your time in prayer, being able to enjoy your time on this earth. Because now, instead of considering the struggles of this world and the trials of this life, you're considering the God that's keeping you. You're considering the Lord Jesus Christ who's saving you every single day, who's helping you every single day, who's healing you every single day, who is keeping you from the devil. You're thinking about the one who loves you more than anybody else in this world. You're thinking about the one who only does who only performs and only acts out his love towards you. The one who works miracles when you consider him and that's it. Yo, (laughs) I got to stop. I got to stop, but you get it. Let's just go out. Let's change who we consider and let's consider God so that our hearts can remain warm with confidence and faith in everything that God wants us to do for him in this time on this earth 
for his kingdom and for his glory. Be blessed. I look forward to talking to y'all again. See you later.